Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. A little chilly, Jeff? Oh, my gosh. First of all, it's so cold, this isn't even the two half squats. It's just the one half squat. It might be the minus two half squats. It's so cold. <laughs> I think it, it was minus two today when, when I'm like... When yeah, I'm the, uh, the temperature has soared to negative two because <laughs> it was really cold here in the in Chicago area. Got down to... How cold did it get? Like minus 12? I think so. Fahrenheit. That's Fahrenheit. Still, our friends in the plains are even colder. Even colder. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of us that are listening uh, from every other country in the world, perhaps that is on the centigrade scale, we do not know what 12 degrees mi minus 12 Fahrenheit is in centigrade because we're not that smart. <laughs> Correct. And this is episode 325, I believe. Of the one and only podcast on the net. Dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the whole wide world. Advanced, advanced squad, squad leader. leader. Thank goodness for advanced squad leader, especially on days like this. Now, it's not that Dave and I are afraid to go out or anything like that. We were, we have braved the cold, but today we're uh, we're doing a Zoom. How was, how's the temperature in your basement? Uh, a little chilly. I turned the heat off so the microphones won't pick it up and... Oh, okay. So it's getting colder by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll hurry. Um, in my basement, now we have radiant heat, as I've probably mentioned in years past. We have radiant heat. So we've got these baseboard heaters down here. And for some reason, they're they're all on. And the, the heater guy told us not to turn them off because the pipes are old and the, the valves might break. It's 82 down here, Dave. Oh, that's... So weird. if I start undressing, that's why. It's very, very warm. It's at the rest of the house, it's like 70, uh, 68, but it's 82 here in the basement. I've been bringing boxes. I have big empty boxes and I come down here and I fill them with warm air and then carry them upstairs. <laughs> it's not working very good. Maybe you could come over and help me after the, after the show. Well, on this show, we'd like to um, do a contest drawing, take yes. a look at the game Dave and I played from Festum Budapest. Yes. And finish talking with Doug Rimmer. Yes, About all diesel. good stuff, all good stuff. A lot of gems for you today. <laughs> yeah, so, so gather around. And as is popular now on, uh, on YouTube, be sure to stay until the end of the show. Listen to the whole show so we can tell you some really great stuff. Oh, you know, once, or twice, once or twice, um, we stuck a contest on the end. Yeah, we actually. After we the end credits, but probably not today. I thought I could share my latest... Yes. you saw it yesterday in person but, i did yeah i was lucky um i wish i had 3d glasses here because it's just a warhammer model ruined cathedral for frost grave speaking of frosty cold and i had to cut tag board to put the floors in here broken floors here here but the base is also a piece of tag board i added but i liked how i did i'll try to get a marble effect on the ground floor of the ruin and a wood effect up in the top floor. And then this effect I've been using for, you know, Jeff, for our miniatures. So they match yes. the base. Yeah, like flagstone or, or uh, cobblestone, maybe. Large yeah. yeah, added a little rust color to the metal stuff over here. And cool. And then I painted. Honestly, the place looks like it could use a little uh, remodel, a renovation, a little maybe wall-to-wall <laughs> -wall carpeting. It definitely has From that Menards, a sponsor ruined, ruined feel. And here's the 
necromancers second set of necromancers from um north star miniatures ding ding That's ding too close for not yeah. quite yeah yeah anyway well they're beautiful they're very nice and adam got me the um crumpus did you look up crumpus yet i you know i <laughs> when i was driving home i kept thinking crumpus or crampus crumpus? really is dave are you putting me on is it april already there is such a thing as a crumpus yep I didn't look it up. you got to watch the youtube videos of okay megan does that who's the guy that travels around steve somebody who oh steve yeah steve rick steves yes i think yeah, yeah. megan makes us watch every year which is great because we like yeah. doing it like tr Christmas traditions of Europe. Yeah. And in there, you'll, you'll see the Krumpus thing. I think there's also a separate 20 minute video. Uh, he's like the guy that comes around and gets the bad children. And the people Ooh. dressed up look like this with the big horns and all furry outfits and all very cool stuff. Do you put out cookies for the Krumpus or is it more like uh, beef hearts and uh, chicken livers and raw? Actually, I think you set up like your shotgun with a, a string and a trigger so when he opens the door it fires at him and yeah <laughs> blows his horns back the costumes are really cool and a lot of, i think they're in one country they do wooden masks still and they're all big like you got to make your own wooden mask put the horns on it otherwise you're not authentic wow and so where did you get the crumpus from who gave you that adam sent it yeah oh, okay he ordered it it came a little late and uh for well my birthday the 29th that was yeah happy this, birthday by the way it was dave's birthday a couple weeks ago this was our triple whammy contest yes very exciting so what, what are we giving away can you just refresh what people because it's too late for people at this point Tanner, we're going to tell them again what they missed critical hit sudden full contact and Schwerpunkt 9. Good scenario packs. Oh, yeah, I love and the Schwerpunkt stuff from 2003. Eastside Gamers. Eastside Gamers, always love that stuff. Design pack 2. 12 new scenarios there. Well, old scenarios by now, but. Yeah. And the entering people are Robert Barrett, John Nelson, number 2, Nelson Asada, 3, Boyce, Steve, Tom Meyer, Richard Blasco, Dave Grennan, Stuart, another Steve, Brett Snyder, and Pierre Schaubert. Yeah. That's one through 11. Or is it 12? Uh, I'm sorry, 12. <laughs> 12, my lord. Well, you got them in order. So I will try to do this without disturbing everybody's is it motion sickness. Yeah. Get the, get the stomach to hold up the dice tray. Oh. And the winner is Looks like an eight from here. That's an eight. Number eight. That would be Stewart, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm sorry, Stewart. It's Dave. Dave Grennan, Miss Stewart by one. Dave Grennan. Dave Grennan. Congratulations. You're the winner of the triple whammy. Send us your address while we'll be contacting you before you hear the show, most likely. That's great. Now, gonna have a, that'll keep him busy for a couple of weeks. Indeed. Shall we go to the game that Dave and I played? It is Festung yeah. Budapest. And so which scenario, how many have you played so far? This is our final uh, ending of game of scenario one. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Great. It took us a lot of sessions. Um, and now we're currently into FB2, which takes place in the same board. It's the second day attack, but this is the first Soviet attempt to take the area by the Cogway, as you'll see. Oh, great. Okay. We are here to talk about Festoon Budapest, FB1, Uncles and Pups, where me, Dave, uh, has taken the Hungarian and the Germans, um, defending against the Russians, which is Dave K. Kleinschmidt. That's correct. And so walking through a little bit about uh, some of the <clears throat> hidden that I had. And so what we'll get into a little bit later, but I did have a, a gun here in... Um, I-33. I-33. I had a hidden gun here in K-36. K-36. What you might not be able to see in the screen, I had a... You can't now? Mortar? You, there's a mortar in 039, I believe. The big mortar, 81 millimeter. And we'll get into, it was a kind of a mistake because it was looking through a whole bunch of orchard here that uh, I did not realize upon setup. I thought I could see everything. My mistake. And you threw some... And then, well, some dummies over around I 38, I 39. Correct. And then some dummies over here by C 33. Correct. And so, just to review the victory condition, so um, what you need to do is you need I, Dave K needs to clear out everything along this whole cogwheel railway, as well as taking G 31, the rail, the cogwheel railway station. station. And then what hopefully you can see on the camera is that yep, this dotted good. line, he's got to have a tank within here with a functioning main arm. Within the perimeter, which is three hexes from I-33. And so uh, during my setup, I had some troops here in G-35, G-36. I had a couple um, foxhole, foxhole here, F32. foxhole here. Uh, per game setup, I believe there were some mines here. Yeah, and, and a tank mines visible on the road, right? Yeah. Like D32 or E32 or and I And I think I put mines here and here, as well as H37. I had a roadblock here, so it kind of forced... B, B34 is his roadblock. Yeah, so it kind of forced some of his tanks to kind of come under this road here, um, which... Because it was an... And a personnel mine of six firepower, maybe I under think there. So. No, it was actually here in H. Oh, H thirty-seven. Right. And then you had more troops <clears throat> by the railway station, of course. Correct. And I had somebody up here in L thirty-four, an upper level, which has a good line of sight for everything. Right. So strategically, what worked out well? Let's maybe start here. The mortar. Yeah. Dave kind of forgot he was shooting down through orchard out of season. And... It would still be a plus one. Yeah, and then plus two through everyone you're shooting through. So I'm like, that was kind of a dud kind of place. I couldn't really think of anywhere else to put it at the time. I thought maybe over here, maybe an A29, but that's still a limited yeah, amount. Buildings you can see. block the view. So I'm not quite sure the best place was. So but Ultimately, he broke it down to carry it away, move it somewhere better. And then I had to send some Russian troops chasing him because I thought the crew could come back and occupy an area by the cog railway correct but it turns out it would have couldn't be a crew correct so he probably didn't have to worry about them but yeah. he can always come behind your broken guys too yes you know your broken russians and i think on turn one when you were moving under here under the bridge g38 came up to h37 right and so you went through the mine and and i did you made your checks True. there was no issues there the vehicle right the vehicle went infantry through. came the other way i think yes correct both sides and so in K-36, 
is where I had my AT gone, hoping to hit your tank there just down the road. And yeah. the mistake, is, right? It was moving and it was not in line of sight for a lot of movement points. Correct. And so I blew the roll badly. And um, didn't get right. <laughs> and it came right up and just um, overran me. Yep, overran K-36 and it went very well for the Soviet. So so the whole the, the whole game, I, that was unusable. <laughs> you came in and I think you trashed it, spiked it, whatever. Yes. And so um, that did right. not work out so well. Um, some of the things I think that did work well, so in I-30... Three is where I had well, my other at the end game. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's go here. Uh, my left flank, I sent them along the buildings C thirty five, B thirty three, etc., and ended up in E twenty nine. Going to try to cross to the railway station with too few, too late. Yeah. One turn left. And Dave was still standing strong in F thirty one, G thirty one, and had brought up the guys from L thirty four. Correct. And the middle battle was kind of I got bogged in wire. Yeah, and... I had wire, I believe, in these three. Oh, that's hexes. where another tank was. It was somewhere in here, and you, yeah, you, you Panzerfausted it or oh, shrek right. it or something. Yes, yes. And there was one tank. G thirty seven. Yeah. So then I was getting a little time was going by. I couldn't move quickly enough to get along the railway along hex row g yes right yes. so i ended up sending three tanks around to like k34 i j34 maybe i35 i whatever and then this gun opens up and i33 the artillery piece right and that took out three tanks um yep and <laughs> that was just dumb of me to move them all up at the same turn not send one up scouting or not to spread them out. Well, and I think to you move know, into this some, zone. Yeah. And sometimes you, you know, when you get caught up in a game or, you know, there's so many things to think about. So that's what makes it hard. So even my mortar was misplaced, you know, maybe the tanks coming up here without a whole lot of infantry support. Right. I know what you talked about in your podcast. We probably all been there and done it and, and made those mistakes. And then you're like, Oh, and then maybe you forget it when you move on and play another game like that. But that's um that's part of the game. It's part of the learning process, right? And maybe I got a little bit lucky, and that's kind of what happened there. So you you had another tank, one last tank over here with a with a broken main armament, right? And realizing we pre rolled the last turn five, and it did fix it on a one. So I know you're saying, well, you can't pre roll things, and blah, what do you do with that? And I was, we were going to play on and assume it would fix itself, but then it's got to get into the perimeter surrounded by Panzerfaust, Toten, Hungarians, and Correct. a Shrek. And I think you still had the main gun going in one. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was still there. He right? still, got a, still got this gun. Right. Well, um, and sometimes that pre-rolling, right? Mm -hmm. We do it because, you know, you're down and like, well, what would happen if I did? Well, I wouldn't have made it anyway, so it's a good thing I'm quitting. So I'm done. Yeah, it makes you feel confident in quitting. <laughs> so my big mistake, not protecting those tanks. Simple, yeah. simple. Got to have one with a functioning main arm in there. But it, but it's hard because, you know, some of your troops are getting caught up in wire. It took you a while to get over here and crossing this, you know, this boulevard with, you know, I, I, I've got a G29, lot of protection. F29, F30. Yeah. I mean, you could try smoke maybe to get across, but Russians when you're on your last have smoke. Well, yeah. Oh. But and you're on your last run, so yeah, last turn. How do you get over there? Not gonna, and not yeah. gonna work. 
And one thing I didn't disclose here, but in G31, I was in the cellar. I had a half squad there. Even though mm -hmm. he only had to take for ground level, I thought maybe last ditch, if they break, that guy can move up there and, and you know, that's kind of the last type he'll, thing. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he's the most likely to be the last guy alive. Yeah. Right. Harder to get a line of sight at him too down there. But I think, you know, in the end, we had a lot of fun yep. with this one. Um, looking forward to FB2. The devil's free to have a try is the next one. Which we're going to set up right now. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, well, it sounds like you and Dave had a very nice time with that. A very pleasant time. Yep. It was, uh, it was very good. Very good. And uh, the next one's shaping up pretty well. Uh, I think I'm off to a decent start in that one. So we'll talk about that later, too. It'll be several... So maybe next month or something but yeah be careful what you say you know famous yes. last words i'm off to a good start oh yeah it could <laughs> we know how that goes oh yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't slain enough of his uh counters yet to really you know they ra they rally back a lot of eight morales are coming at me yeah shall we go to finish the conversation with doug yes yes looking forward to listening to that again here it is. There are a lot of people who have, you know, they may go to some tournaments, they, they may go to uh, travel around and, and play different people, but they have a steady partner who they play with a lot. Some yeah. people play week in, week out. They do, they have their own particular um, campaigns or, or long running scenarios they like to play. And they will, uh, they will customize them. They'll come up with their own rules. For those who, who play a lot of red barricades, and there are people who play virtually nothing but red barricades, they have a whole set of rules that they use uh, to customize the, uh, the campaign games. They're called the, I think it's the leaflet house rules, and some of you may have come across them before. And uh, some of that may, you may want to give effect to that by actually personalizing and changing your, your vassal uh, modules. Say you want to create some new counters that you would find helpful in games and the way you play them, but that other people wouldn't necessarily want them. They're never going to be added to the, to the vassal module, but you fancy it, you want to create a counter. So because our good friends at Vassal with two S's have done such a great job of enhancing the vassal module, it's now both easy and effective to create counters. There's lots of things you can have those counters do. So how do we do that? Well, let's take um, the, uh, uh, let, let's uh, look at the vassal window here. Rather than double clicking on uh, a vassal module to start it, we're gonna right click and we're going to uh, edit the module. Now remember, you can't break anything here. And if you do break it, you just go get a new version of the of the uh, of, of what there is. So this is have fun playing around with this. There's no uh, you know, there's no long lasting harm you can do. You trash a vassal vmod file, just download it again. Is there a counter that comes to mind that you guys would like uh, like to see that we can uh, we can create here? Yeah. I'm thinking when you first said make a counter, I was thinking, how about elephants to use with the Indian army with stats for 
elephants, but we're probably thinking more along the lines of, um, well, like the great counters that have been put out a lot by third party products, um, like just to support what been first fired, right? Sure. Like that. Or um Okay, well let, let's pick up on 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 that. The some of those counters, uh, you know, a lot of that work is about kind of reducing the counter density and the the obscuring effect of counters. Huh? One of the things that and a couple of people have uh, have suggested to me, and I've I've thought about it over the years, is what if some of the marker counters like Prep Fire didn't cover the whole counter, but just covered say a quarter of the counter? Oh yeah, because so, you, you don't have to stick to the same die cut size. That's right. You, what if you what if <laughs> I'm you stuck lose... in the old century? Yeah. Yeah. So what? So let's try to do that. Let's try to create a. Um, a prep fire counter that's maybe a quarter or covers a quarter or a third of the counter. So you can still see a little bit what's underneath. Okay. So well, one thing I've always hated was like the foxholes in the real, you know, physical yeah. game, foxholes on top of the people in them, then you can't see who's in the foxhole. That was always frustrating. So maybe there's yeah. a way to just mark them as in the foxhole without covering up the counter. We could do that. Well, we don't have to now. We can do your idea. No, but we can. I mean, it, it'll. We would. I think you'd do that, like, pretty much in the in the same way that I'm uh, thinking. I'm going to try to do this with the prep fire. I think. I think it'll it'll work. Um, okay, so uh, the you can create counters completely from scratch, or uh, what is often very effective is to copy a counter and then modify it. So if we're going to play with a prep fire counter, let's start by uh, looking, uh, grabbing an existing prep fire counter. So you see how I was opening on the left here, the little menu screen. This is the, the various ways in which counters are organized. The counter palette, which is what you use in the game, this is all what's referred to there as the vassal counters. And once you start tabbing underneath, you will see that these are the tabs that we use that show up on your screen in, uh, in the game. So uh, here are uh, and, uh, a bunch of prep fire counters. What this is actually is a prep fire counter, an advancing fire counter, uh, an opportunity fire counter, and I think intensive fire. The the way it, uh, Vassal will loop through those, uh, flip through those, is is what those four uh, four things uh, do. So what we're going to do here is we're going to first thing we do is we're going to uh, duplicate this piece. Uh, we've done that now, and you can see we now have five in the list. This the one that's highlighted is the new one. We're going to move it to the bottom of the, the list. That's list, not yep. really necessary, but it, it makes it clearer uh, as we're working here, which one we're, we're working on. So now we've got a prep fire counter down here and let's uh, open it up, properties. What you see on the left-hand side of this window is all of the things that you can make a counter do with, uh, with Vassal uh, tools. So there's wow. lots of different ones there. There's Vassal have really improved the help. So if we look at, uh, let's just uh, grab one here. Uh, highlight does not stack and we click on help. You get a nice help uh, tool that explains what that counter does, how you use it, 
et cetera. So again, uh, don't be overwhelmed by what do all these things do? It's it's easy to find out, and a lot of it is pretty obvious. Can rotate? Well, that's going to do have to do with rotating. Yeah. Uh, you know, place marker. That's going to add a marker to uh, to a counter. So what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to open this one up, the layer, which is what actually shows the counters. And here you see the four different images that are. Uh, associated with a prep fire, top layer is prep, bounding, op, advancing. I had the order wrong before, but there we go. Okay, right. Okay, we're just going to alter one of them, the prep fire. And here I have a confession to make. I anticipated that we might do this. So I have created a new graphic that we will, uh, we will use. It's ready to go. And... Find it. There's eight thousand images. In, I was gonna uh, say that's a vassal. lot. So it's a long list. And wow. scrolling through here, alphabetical. A sort of. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sort of is. Yeah. Okay. So here's the one I created. Do you see how it got smaller there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, okay. Okay. So I have now created a new. Uh, prep fire uh, counter uh, and let's go test it. So we'll open up uh, first. Let, we'll just do we'll open a, a new game. I should squad go in here. All right. So as you know, there are a couple of different ways to put a prep fire counter on. Uh, we can drag it off the toolbar, put it on there. Well, that's not small. No, because that's right. not the one we fixed. That blocks everything. We up. We fixed something different. Let me zoom it in a bit here we can see it better uh we fixed one that was actually in the counter palette we could change the one up in the toolbar but uh i didn't for the moment unit fire there's the regular prep fire oh, and I down here at the bottom one. is the new one that i created yeah. so there you go Leave drag it. that on <clears throat> and uh there you have it so we've yeah. created a new counter and it's in vassal and can be can be used and so, can it be attached to the squad so the prep and the squad well they wouldn't move if they prepped so anyway but, you know what i mean though if you wanted to make a notation oh yeah there you go yeah yeah it's, it's going to behave just like uh any counter now we can change we just changed one of its traits which was the image trait but you could add more uh, more traits uh, to it. You could, we could have done things that uh, let you uh, alter uh, other aspects and, and they would show up on the menu uh, here. So there's all sorts of things that you, you can do. And you, you know, that was like five minutes. And um, it takes a little bit of uh, a while to get used to all of the different things you can do, but people shouldn't be. Uh, I don't think uh, uh, too concerned about giving it a shot and giving it a try. And there are some people who have created counters for their own personal use, realize that, hey, maybe other people want to use them. And mm -hmm. that we've incorporated them into the larger Vassal uh, uh, module. So um, can you change the label on the counter, the writing too, or add something to it? Uh, the the way these counters are done in uh, Vassal is all of the, for the most part, 
is all of the everything you you see is is one image. One image. So yeah. if you change that image, and you absolutely can, and uh, reinsert that uh, image into Vassal, then it will be changed. One of the things, the, the way I'm actually fixing some of the overlay. Uh, uh, the overlay images to uh, to work with line of sight is I actually have to change the graphic image on the count on the overlay and then uh, because a lot of overlays are uh, are take counter form in uh, in Vassal and uh, yeah, so yes was, you can change thinking... the image you can change the text the font all of that that sort of uh, yeah because I know, know there's I feel. I can't think of the specific right now, but I think there's something on the close combat counter that uh, Dave and I, when we play, always say, why doesn't it say that on the counter? You know? <laughs> That's right. So yeah, now so, you could add it. Yeah, yeah. You can you can fix that and play around with it and try different, uh, you know, different colors, different fonts, different wording till you find something that uh, that works easily. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, where is that? Uh, where if, if you make an image, uh, a custom image, where is it stored? Okay, so you have to bring the custom image into the Vassal module, which is uh, is quite easy to do. So we'll open up uh, File Explorer here. I think it's The point of my question is, if you yep. change computers or yeah, whatever you want to be able to take your work with you, what do you have to take? Okay, so in order to change uh, the the graphic image of a, of a counter, um, you you the v the v, um, vmod file is basically a zip file with a different name. So you rename oh. it to a zip file, and then you add the graphic image to the uh, to the zip file. Okay, uh, and then turn it back into uh, to a vmod. Uh, so if you go to uh, the vmod here, I'll. Uh, I'll use one name. No. So you, you would just change this to a zip. To zip, yeah. And then open it up. You'll see a directory structure the same way you, you would see in many zip files. You drag and drop your image into where you want it. You, you remember where you put it because there are 8,000 images in there. And so hunting for it isn't a, isn't a good idea. Uh, you want to write down where you uh, where you put it, and then when you saw me navigate through that list to 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 pull it up. So it's very easy to import images, new images into the Vassal module. Okay. And what about the prep fire, the the reduced prep fire counter you created there? Yeah. Where how does that where does that get stored? In in the Vassal module, the actual okay. counter is a is a counter stored within Vassal, just like the the okay. other you know thousands of counters that we have. Gotcha. When I copied it uh, and put it down at the bottom of the list, there it is. It's a and when I save the module, it's saved as a counter. It'll show up on the counter palette just like any other counter. Okay. All righty. Cool. Now, uh, if you uh, the, the one thing about personalization is that, um, okay, it's good for your model, your module, but if you're playing with somebody else, uh, they've got to have the same module or you, you, uh, it, won't, it won't work. You've both got to have it. 
So if you change your vassal module, uh, then you've got to ship the whole thing over to him, to your opponent. They got to download it and stuff. That can be maybe a bit awkward. There's an, an easy way to do that. Uh, and that is rather than personalize the vassal module, uh, create an extension and uh, put the, create a, a new counter in an extension. An extension is, is very easy to, to create. Uh, if we come back to the, the vassal window, uh, new extension. So rather than edit module as we were doing, new extension. Uh, yes, okay. Now you will, the slight difference you will notice is that all the, everything appears to be, to be grayed out in uh, this, and they are in the sense that you can't change uh, existing counters. When you're editing the Vassal module, module directly, you can edit uh, all of the existing features. When you're creating an extension, you can't, but you can still copy them. You can still duplicate the piece. So we could do everything that we've just done with the, um, to create the, the small prep fire counter. I won't do it here, but we could do that. Then we would save it, give it a name, uh, you know, Doug's fancy counters. And then I've got a small extension file, which I can email to somebody. They drop it into their extensions folder and we shared it uh, between, the, uh, between the two of us. Okay. So um, extensions are an easy way to make some changes and then share it with, you know, if you've got a half a dozen of you who play together or just one person. Uh, I'd encourage people to, to do that. One extension that's in the works, I'll show you here. Once you've, you've got an extension that you're working on, you get this little bar here that tells you to look for it. Mm. You can uh, edit it and editing an existing extension is just like editing uh, the, uh, the Vassal module. What you won't be able to do is change anything in Vassal but anything that has been added as a result of the extension, you will do. This, uh, this extension here, which is currently under development, is to allow the creation of customized multi-man counters. So let me actually mm. show you what this looks like in the counter palette. This module creates this guy right here. Let me open a map. We'll make him bigger so we don't go blind looking at him. And then if we look at what we can do for, uh, for him, uh, he's got some of the standard uh, menu items, should have all of yeah. them. But he's also got some ones player. you won't have seen before, like class. Class, right. So we can make him, uh, what do you want him to be? You want him to be an engineer? Yeah. Yep. Okay. There he is. He's an engineer. Uh, let's give him... What firepower do you want him to have? Nine. What? He's a nine. <laughs> What's his uh, range? One. One. Nine, <laughs> one. And his morale? Oh. Shouldn't be this hard. Let's Seven. make him. Let's make him a nine. He's yeah, a it's okay. got to be a nine. Nine one nine. 
He's he's armed only with hand grenades, but he's got a lot of them. Yeah. So there you go. So there's there's a, you know, you can create whatever kind cool. of multi-man counter. You can do it in any nationality. Yeah. What you see from the menu is the functionality mm. that has been added already. So basically, class and strength. Uh, what we uh, we need to do is do that for um, for all of the functionality that you would want to add to uh, to a counter. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's. Maybe you could go in and boost all the morales of all your troops and then sneak them into the camp, the game. <laughs> well, your opponent well, doesn't notice. That's the way Dave's mind works. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We need to build this out a little more. It's, it's uh, a lot of good work's been done. Alan uh, Canamore is the guy who, who took it this far. I've, uh, I've looked at it to see if I think I can take it further, and I probably can, but I haven't ha found the, the time yet. So mm -hmm. uh, what I am hoping is that uh, the sight of this will uh, pique the interest of somebody out in the community, and maybe some people will step forward and say, yeah, we see how you do that. We'd like to give you a hand to, to really flesh this out and uh, uh, then we'd, uh, we'd have a tool to create uh, new counters. I mean, you want to be able to add the underlining or not. See, none of this yeah. is underlined. Right, yep. So you'd want to salt fire, spraying fire, and ELR5 functionality to, uh, to be added. Uh, and that's, uh, that's fairly straightforward to, to do. It's basically creating uh, some layers as we saw in the prep fire uh, counter and just changing the image a little bit and you just rotate through those when you're uh, when you're toggling it on and off so if somebody somebody wants to uh, thinks they're interested in this happy to share a draft of the uh, the, uh, the extension and and have them uh, play away at it yeah excellent that's fantastic. okay excellent yeah, I'd like to Fine. see our guy, uh, our squad that we created there. I'd like to see him have spray and fire. Okay. Uh, well, we can't do that today. So yeah, that'll be in the yeah, future. I'll be looking forward to it for next time. All yeah. right. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So I think we're um, we're getting fairly close. The end of what I wanted to show people is just one last thing. I do get a fair number of questions about. So I'm well, going to map uh, creation. Is it the one? Map creation, I think is, sorry, what were you asking there? Yeah, Dave? yeah, map creation. Yeah, map creation, yeah. So we we don't do that, any of that inside the Vassal module, so we can we can clear all that uh, that out. Um, we will go to find a map file. Maps are, like many other things in Vassal, they're just zip files that we don't call zip files. Hmm. There's an awful lot gets done by uh, by zip file. Okay, so if we take a simple board and uh, uh, that's Sparrow Force there, okay, and we make it a zip file and we look at it, you see, well, this is even more complicated than we, than we need, so we'll pick uh, where's, um, but once you've got the graphic done, and there are, uh, I mean, it, it's not impossible to create uh, 
graphic files. There are a number of people who, who do it. There are some very good tools out there to create graphic files. This is where I want to be. And, um, uh, you know, it can be done. It can be done, I think, easier than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, I would encourage people who, who feel like doing that. And I know that there, there are uh, people who want to, to, to create their own. Okay, so we're going to pick Laglise here, which is uh, another uh, uh, hassle one. So if we, come on. Okay, yeah, here's what one. So this is what you need to create a functioning board file. You need the graphic image. There's Laglise. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that big, that complicated. And then you need a data file. A data file is just a .txt file with the uh, .txt uh, dropped off. So it's simply a, uh, uh, a plain text file. And that's all it has to say, version.1. So if you create a graphic image, you create a data file with, or steal one, I just copied this one from, from an existing board file. Mm-hmm. You take the two of those files together and uh, I will just extract them to, uh, I'll put them in, uh, in favorites. And then we'll go to favorites. You select those two files. You compress them both as a zip file. You call the zip file the same name as the graphic image. So board LG. And then you get rid of the zip. And it's case sensitive, I assume. And that is a functioning um, vassal board. Yeah. That's all it takes, a graphic file and a data file. Now that's not gonna use line of sight. You're not gonna have custom built overlays or terrain transformations with it. Those take more work to add. It certainly can be done. If you're doing uh, geo boards, um, uh, LFT put out a, a desert package recently with about eight new desert boards, which have all sorts of terrain transformations uh, and a good deal of line of sight capability uh, with them. So they were they were all done by a third party. So, but if you're you know you're you want to do some play testing, uh, there are a number of people, uh, third parties working on modules. If that you know you're yeah. interested in doing a, a particular campaign or or module around a certain battle in a, in the war. Um, you can, you know, if you can create your graphic image, you can create boards and, uh, and go from there and, uh, help, uh, help build your model. Yeah. There's model. a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building so, boards. Yeah. So, you know, you, uh, you can, uh, you can get yourself up and running pretty quick. Excellent. That's All right. Well, I've done a lot of talking here tonight, guys, and I appreciate your, you letting me do that, uh, Kind of wanted to show people some some things, and um, if there are any questions that were occurring to you as we as we went through, or uh, comments you had to make on what we saw, this would be a, uh, you know happy to to answer them. And sorry if I didn't give you much chance to jump in as as I was going along. Well, I'm I'm the ignorant tech guy. I'm just sitting here in awe and appreciation. 
but you can see is uh, you know that some of this stuff is just getting a lot easier i mean there's oh, some a lot <laughs> coding and stuff that i i still do but a, a lot of it i i would say i mean i've been doing this for probably about the last five years or so and there's more i can do using the the vassal tools than i could ever do before so that makes things a bit easier and there's a couple of other guys who are using those tools a lot alan uh, bills and um gordon uh, Mollick have done some great work uh adding to the the vassal module in particular i want to single them out over the last year they've done some really good things yeah absolutely it's just amazing all the work yeah it's a great it's and it's free. Yeah, it's it's free. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think I asked all my questions as we were going along there, Doug, and um, just the whole thing. My brain, I could feel my brain brain exploding. Well, indeed, I, and I, I would encourage that. people not to be turned off by the detail. You know, that you need to get in there and just just like you did with ASL when you first got the cardboard stuff. Yeah, you just need to get the cardboard out, start pushing it around, and and you get familiar yep. with it eventually. Uh, you're you're absolutely uh, absolutely right, and I hope with the uh, you know with this being posted up on your website, folks can go back and and look at particular parts and maybe go over them a couple of times while they're trying to do something, rather than sort of think they have to remember all the details. We're preserved for uh, uh, for posterity uh, here on your your site, and I will send you. Uh, a number of links that you can add to it as well. So folks can go and get some of the other tools that uh, that I talked about. Yeah, that would be absolutely great. Can we ask quickly, what is the board behind you? I don't recognize it. Uh, I believe that's uh, Sword and Fire. Oh, right. Manila. A, a yeah. small chunk of Sword was... and Fire. <laughs> yes, I need <laughs> to get to that. I'm just getting into Fest in Budapest because we, we're probably going to go to go to um, Hungary in the right. so i thought better play those first and then if i go to yeah. philippines maybe i'll jump into this <laughs> yeah. amazing stuff all right well thanks doug it's amazing and thank you for crediting all the other developers out there and we all owe you a great amount of gratitude and thanks yeah really really well i appreciate that thanks it's very nice of you to say i enjoy doing it and i especially enjoy sharing it with uh, with you guys and with others across the uh, ASL community. Can't imagine what could possibly, how it could possibly get any better, better, but just having said that, I'm looking forward to talking to you again and see what kind of crazy stuff you've thought up. Yeah, in All another right. year or so, yes. Yeah. Sure, yeah. whatever, it's a, yeah. It's a date. <laughs> okay, All great. Right. Thank right, you, care, thanks for your time. Oh, oh, and remember to roll low. And rally well. But oh, not that's right. when you're playing, playing us then. <laughs> bye bye everybody okay bye 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 doug take care